Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, friends. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. It's a great day to be here, to be with you all, and to partake in a lovely conversation about a topic that I I think is going to be very um, interesting for everyone to digest. So let us hope. I'm your co-host, Michelle Maros, and I'm here with my mother, Peaceful Barb. Hi, As everyone. always. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Wouldn't it be weird if I just said, and I'm here with, and just said someone else completely mm-hmm. different? Maybe one day. Would be funny. Yes. Um, Hi. Hi. How is everyone <laughs> out there today? Michelle's right. This will be a very... Well, we... Uh, sorry, interesting. No, this will be a very interesting topic. It's something certainly that we get a lot of comments about through social media. And, and, and you our, and I really kind of went, battled back and forth about it. In preparing for it, not in a bad way, but in just like a picking it apart, because it's it, there's a lot there. <laughs> well, I think just the just the definition of it and trying to to wrap our heads around what it what it even means um, can be sometimes complicated. So this will be really good. I'm excited about our topic today, as always. So I love it when you're excited. How are you today? I'm good. I'm I'm doing really well. That's I'm great. I'm feeling very. Um, Uh, centered and ready to have our discussion today. I'm wearing a t-shirt with a a very large happy face on it to record this. So hopefully, if Mm -hmm. nothing else, it'll make you smile. And it says, find your joy, which as we talk about so often on this podcast, find your tiny joys. That's a good model for you too, because you do talk about that quite often. So it's a Maybe we'll have to make our own things with that on it. Would you guys like that? (laughs) Let us know. Um, all right. So today we want to talk about what I believe to be the most important aspect when practicing forgiveness. And I think it might not necessarily be what you think when you first hear forgiveness, which I believe, and you and I talked, that's kind of why we were diving into it. The most important aspect of forgiveness is self-forgiveness, first and foremost. 
Absolutely. And I think that's something we both agree on. And then how do, how we, you know, I think of course, but we don't, I think as humans, we tend to always look outside of ourselves. We're, mm-hmm. we're just, I don't know. I, I, you know, I think our true nature is to look inward first, but we come out of the womb and then we hit the ground running as little humans. And then all of a sudden at whatever age, seven, eight, nine, or whatever it is, we start focusing so much outwardly that we, we forget about who we are on the inside. So I, I think um, I agree with you so wholeheartedly that everything we talk about on these podcast episodes is about looking inward and developing that relationship with yourself and being strong and grounded within yourself and loving and accepting yourself completely. So it would make perfect sense. I hope all of you can start to see as we move through this episode that we have to forgive ourselves. If we've got any remnants or any thoughts or any feelings inside of ourselves that, you know, that we did something wrong or any regrets or any remorse or oh, I wish it wasn't this way or I wish I hadn't done that. Um, yeah, I just think that that is really crucial that whenever we start to move forward in life with other people, with forgiveness of others, with tolerance of others, with compassion for others, it always has to start with ourselves. So self-forgiveness is key. Yeah. And when we were talking about this, one of the topics that we get asked about quite often is the topic of forgiveness, especially forgiving other people who have harmed us or hurt us and all of that. And and part of the reason you and I went back and forth before coming to record is you've changed some of your beliefs on forgive, not changed. You have some ideas of, of your beliefs on forgiveness because you know, we live in a world that can feel so unfair and like, what does it really mean to forgive others? And so we, we have a lot of thoughts on that, that we'll dive into in another episode, but that's where we, where we got on common ground was that ultimately, even if you want to start to set yourself free from the things that have happened outside of yourself, you have to come back home first and let your own self off the hook for things that have happened. And, you know, I think that's something we all can get on board with. You know, we would never want to condone like bad behaviors of others, but if we can start to take responsibility for ourselves first, like have ownership of ourselves and our actions, like that's, that's powerful. Yes. We're always, we seem to be quick and certainly all the messages and things that we get over the years we seem to be quick or ang- or um, ready to start to dive into the topic of forgiving others um, who have done us wrong or if something has happened, because you see those quotes all the time, you know, forgiveness sets yourself free. It's not about forgiving the other person. It's about um, forgiving. Um, it's not about forgiving the actions of the other person. And so when it comes, though, to releasing and forgiving ourselves, I truly believe that we can get stuck. I know that I have. And I'm kind of in that place a little bit right now as I work through some forgiveness of myself here recently. And I think forgiveness can, self-forgiveness, and this is what you, you alluded to in the beginning, Michelle, self-forgiveness doesn't mean that we've done something horrifically wrong and, oh my gosh, we have to try to forgive it. It means forgiving ourselves maybe for putting up with something too long and we wish that we hadn't. It means any little regrets. It means any thoughts that we would love for the past to be something different than it is. So we can tend to be our own worst critics and say, I can say to myself, Barb, why would you possibly do that? How could you have been so stupid? Remember, stupid is a word that I was told my whole life growing up as a child. So we can be our own worst critics critics, and we place an immense amount of judgment 
on ourselves for any missteps, for any mistakes, for any thoughts that we have done something other than what the perfect thing would have been to do or what the ideal thing would have been to do. And so I, I want, I'm hoping that this episode can start the process for you out there to start releasing some of these feelings of shame or remorse or guilt and, and start to recognize that that release of those feelings that you may have within yourself that come up um, or regret um, are really holding you back, are really keeping you from living that full, uh, happy, successful, free life that we all wish to live. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And I, I have a belief and I don't, it might be controversial, but I, I truly believe that guilt is a useless emotion. Um, I don't believe in holding on to guilt for the things that, that you've done because it happened. Um, it's in the past. You can't change it. And like, frenetically just beating yourself up without trying to move forward. I just think is like, it's like treading water without swimming to shore. And, you know, to me, guilt signals that there's still more work to be done to either learn or make amends or repair or just simply let yourself off the hook. But I, I really feel like guilt is a useless emotion. Well, I think, let me just interject. I agree with you. I think guilt is here when it comes up to teach us something so that we can release it. Because you're right. It doesn't serve any other purpose but being a teacher, I think. Because when I start to feel guilt, for me, what it does is it means, oh my gosh, I was supposed to be perfect here. I made a wrong choice or I made a decision that didn't end up going very well. And it can be a huge one or it could be a very small one. And so now I'm going to hold on and I'm going to place myself responsible um, for the rest of my life for making that one choice or that one decision that I made instead of saying, oh, my gosh, this I made this choice. I didn't set out to make the bad choice. You know, we have to really give ourselves grace here. We don't go into any day saying, let me just be the worst person that I could possibly be or let me just make the most awful choice that I could make in this moment that's going to end up being just horrendous. We don't do that. We, I would believe that most of us show up every day saying, let me do the best that I can for this one day. And it's not going to be perfect and it's not going to be the same every day, but today I'm going to do the best that I can for this one day. And we make a, we make a choice that doesn't end up um, with the results that we would have desired. And so we hang on to that. And I think the fact that we do that, um, I think the fact that we hold on to that, the thoughts that we did made this one choice that didn't work out the way that we wanted to become uncomfortable memories. And these uncomfortable memories trigger feelings of shame, remorse, guilt. And then what do we do when those come up? We try to bury them as soon as possible. Oh my gosh, there it is again. I don't want to feel this way. Well, I did that. Instead of trying to work through them, I think, instead of really saying, okay, Barb, what, what did you do? What's the choice you made? What did you learn from it? Can you now release the shame, guilt, remorse, whatever it is, so that you can start moving forward, becoming the better version of yourself now in this present moment? Well, what I picked up on that you said to start your, your, what you just said, 
is the word perfect and that this perfectionism that we all hold on to, I think that we can't make a mistake or can't misstep or can't do something wrong and that there's a lot of moral judgments that come from from making mistakes and again we can do a whole episode on perfectionism and and what that looks like and what that means and how to break that down but I do think that a lot of the barriers and blocks to self-forgiveness comes from us holding ourselves to these highest standards that we would never hold for anybody else you know we're we can we can be so easily forgiving of you know people that we really care about who or encourage other people to let themselves off the hook for you know mistakes and things like that but when it comes to ourselves it's like we're so strict and rigid and hold ourselves to a standard that's impossible because it's perfectionism and nobody is perfect life isn't perfect like human nature is all about the mistakes and the flaws and and going off track. And I think the beauty of human nature is that we have the ability to come back and that those mistakes don't derail us and take us out all the time. And so, you know, I think that self-forgiveness is that setting yourself free from that like prison cell of perfectionism but also opening yourself up to so many possibilities that life holds and the lessons that you learn when you actually release yourself from what you've done I just like you said a little bit ago it's it's holding you back it's keeping you stuck it's it's blocking you from like the life that I think a lot of us want to lead when we can move forward and release like the chains of the past. And I think oftentimes we think otherwise. We think we have to be our own, um, um, what's the word? Like give ourselves our own punishments. But punishing ourselves over and over again without forgiveness doesn't yield the results I think that we're looking for. And it's, again, I I think it's useless. Um, And I also think too, like this whole like self-flagellation and and wanting to stay stuck in in the past mistakes is, is also a bit like almost as putting on a show because you don't want to release the past, you know? I think it's hard. Yeah. I know what you're saying, Michelle. And I think when you use the word useless, it's important for all of you out there to understand what we mean by that word. And it means that it doesn't really serve you a purpose in leading the life that you're trying to lead. You're holding on. I think that idea, see, when we hold on to, when we hold on to grievances, when we hold on to things that we did that we wish we hadn't done, when we hold on to this idea that we could actually change the past, we, it, that's, what, that's what we're trying to say. It is not helpful. It, it can never lead you to a place of making the choices that you want to ch- choose in this present moment to assuring that your future becomes exactly what you would like for it to be. And so I think how that plays out for me is when I'm holding on to a regret or a guilt or a shame or whatever that is that's causing me not to fully embrace 
the love for myself, that it means there's a wound there. It means there's a wound inside of myself. It's easy for us to recognize when someone else has wounded us, but I would love for all of you to start to recognize how you're wounding yourself. So it means there's a wound there. And until I can get to the core of the pain of that wound, what is it about this that has happened? What is emotionally charging this for me in the moment? Until I can start to heal, and the only way we can heal from a wound is to actually recognize that there is a wound, recognize what's underneath the pain. And until I can actually start to heal, what happens for me in my life is in unexpected ways, I'll snap at someone for no reason. I might come in and, and be, and you'll say something. I'll say, Michelle, I, I just don't agree. You know, I'll just be maybe in an attitude <laughs> or have a mood. Snap at someone for no reason or be moody or not feeling good enough or not feeling like I'm capable of stepping up in the, in the fullness of who I am and the wholeness of who I am. So I think that first step for self-forgiveness that has helped me the most is becoming aware. Where in my life, where can I start to notice those thought patterns where I am beating myself up, where I'm saying that I'm not good enough, where I'm regretting something from the past? Um, where have I not completely forgiven myself? Because this would not be on this constant loop in my mind if I had healed the wound that's underneath the pain. And so being aware and start starting to open up to the idea and giving myself permission to be, okay, Barb, you did this. This is the past. Now, what can you learn from it? What behaviors will you change in yourself? What boundaries will you set around yourself with other people? And, and become just willing. You know, it, forgiveness, as we always talk about, it doesn't happen overnight. It's truly a process. The healing is truly a process. We don't heal overnight. But just the idea that you could be willing to forgive yourself for anything that you're holding on to is, I think it's probably 80%. You know, I like data and <laughs> all those things. So I think it's 80%. A very scientific 80%. Yeah, I think it's 80% um, uh, on your way to releasing any of the shame or the guilt. So. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh. Well, you know, I was as you were talking, I was thinking about my own life and things that I tend to struggle with in forgiving myself. And, you know, I think we talked about this a lot in the episode where we dived into me and drinking, but, you know, I could go back and, and place myself in so many situations from my past that, that are hauntings or that make me feel a lot of shame and remorse and, and judgment against myself. But I think the difference between getting stuck back there and being able to come back to the present is learning what I needed to learn from all of those situations so that I at least can hold some sort of confidence that it's not very likely that I'm going to do those same things again. And I think what I was trying to say before about, you know, lingering in guilt rather than moving forward is like, I think it's easier sometimes to remain in guilt and to just say, I feel so guilty for this 
rather than like what you said, peel back that layer of the onion and get to the wound and actually do the work to heal or to learn or to make the reparation or repair what you what you need to do or to do the work to to heal the situation. You know, I think that's kind of why I feel like guilt is a useless emotion because it's just that flailing in the past without kind of doing anything to move forward. Like I said, treading water. And it's easier that way sometimes than than going to the pain point and doing the work that you need to do to fix it or to heal it. Michelle, your drinking story, I'm so happy you brought that up. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, please go to it. Your drinking story is the perfect example because I I'm was with you. I, I mean, I'm watching you through this whole process, <laughs> this whole several year process of that. And I think what is so beautiful about your story and beautiful about how you live your life and you practice is, yes, you came out the other side looking for the teaching, looking for what is it that I am supposed to learn here. But you didn't get to the teaching moment until you experienced the pain. You know, Glennon Doyle always says it's first the pain, then the rising. And so that's how I feel about your story in that moment. And because it's so fresh, because it's within the past couple of years, you went through the pain of it all. You went through the suffering of it all. You looked at every single aspect of that whole experience and that whole story and came out the other side. And what I think it, or what I know that it meant for me and what I watched you going through this whole thing and what it taught me is that we are fluid, ever evolving, constantly changing and always learning human beings and that we will never, ever, ever get it a hundred percent right. And we will not possible. It's not possible. And we'll never get it a hundred percent right all of the time. Sure. We get it a hundred percent right. Some of the time, but rarely, right. We're usually falling somewhere in then hopefully the 80 to 90% usually, um, so I think if we really, I mean, you really have let yourself off the hook from all of that and you've stepped into this stage of learning. So, and I think what I've noticed you do that the most is that you accept yourself for where you are in this moment on this journey and you have sent yourself so much love for any of the missteps along the way, remembering that self-love, self-compassion, self-worth. Um, and remembering, I think watching you, I think remembering that all of these moments, um, are here for, for, for fueling the massive growth that we're trying to, to have, trying to become. Yeah. And I mean, I know we talked about lots of stories in that episode. I think it's called like identifying healthy, unhealthy habits, if you want to go back and listen to it. But, um, there's so much that I, we didn't talk about that goes into, you know, what, my journey was towards stopping drinking, but well, that's because you said we want to do another episode. You're right. You (laughs) have a whole nother episode. Yeah. One day. (laughs) But I I say all that because there's so much that I could feel guilty about that. It would eat me alive. Like, I don't know if I could be a functioning human today. If I allowed, you know, like I said, in that episode, I can tally up all of the things that bring me a lot that could bring me a lot of shame and guilt and remorse um, from my past that were tied to drinking. And if I held on to that long list, it, it could eat me alive. It could swallow me up. It could send me into like a bottomless pit. Um, if I wasn't constantly doing whatever work I needed to do 
to forgive and to learn and to grow and to make amends, which is always a, a practice and a journey every single day. But, you know, there's so much there. And I think we all have so much there in our own lives, you know, our own unique paths. But for me, you know, it's you're doing yourself a disservice if you define your life by your mistakes and you define your life by your mistakes by not releasing them and letting yourself off the hook from them. And I think whenever we go into this in another episode of, of more of, you know, the drinking story and stuff, I would be really sad if my life was defined by my biggest mistakes based on like things that I did when I was drinking. You know, I don't want my life to be that. And I wouldn't want people to, to know me for that or to me to know myself for that. And when I, when you can't forgive yourself, I think that's how you define yourself. So I, I realized that the only way to write my own story and start a new chapter or have a clean slate is to forgive myself. And to learn from the things that I did and to make amends where I needed to make amends and to do the work as to, you know, where did all of this come from? And again, not to sound like a broken record, but that's hard work. It's not just like one day I woke up and said, I'm good. Like everything's good. And the thing too is you can do a lot of work to forgive yourself and someday you could wake up and it'll pop up and be like, wow, you're such a crappy person for that. Like who does that? I know a lot of people who haven't done those kinds of things or whatever the judgments that arise because that's our mind, our monkey mind that we talk about in almost every episode. But the real work I think is to maintain that connection with yourself and stay steadfast in the intention to forgive so that you don't engage in those thoughts. Um, And that's where I, again, think that it's useless. If I were to engage with those thoughts now of guilt, like, come on, like that was the past. I'm in a different place in my life now. I'm, I'm in this moment where that does not apply. Well, and I think too, it, you're, you're just, you're, you're turning over your, your power. You know, I'm such I'm I'm such an advocate for owning your own owning your power and living in your power, and living in your choice. And you know, you you brought up the idea of writing your own story. And I think if you're when you're not when you're not forgiving yourself, first of all, lack of forgiveness for yourself, I believe, causes most of our self sabotaging behaviors. If we're not, for, it's like that loop. We get caught in that loop, and that's why it's so important to forgive ourselves. Because here's the deal, I think. I really, truly believe this so strongly. We are the ones who are in charge of writing our own story. We're the ones to write our own story. We're the ones to write the chapters of our lives. We are not to give the pen to writing that story over to anyone or anything or any action or anything because we are not perfect beings and we have the power to name who we are solely. No one and nothing ever has the power to name who we are. You said that so beautifully, Michelle. You would not want 
that whole drinking part of your life to define who you are. It absolutely has no power to define who you are unless you give it the power. So I love self-forgiveness and I love looking at this and why it's up for me right now because I'm noticing there are some places in my life right now as I'm going through this major, major transition where I'm thinking, oh, Barbara, why did you put up with that for so long? Why You could have done this in 2003 and maybe you wouldn't, you know, that's what the mind does. And so what I'm working on for myself is understanding that this is an ordinary part of life. We make choices and things don't turn out the way that we might have hoped that they would. And so we have to, we have to start to take the steps and understanding where is this pain? Because what is causing me to look back is because there's pain. Only that it, it is what it is, is because there's pain. And so I, I love the idea that no one and nothing has the power or the right to name who I am and how my story will be except for me. So remembering that none of this happens on command. Like we just can't say I'm going to do this and then it's done. As you said, Michelle, it's not easy. Um, it's not for the weak, uh, but we're, we all have the power and we all have the courage when we understand that we're not perfect and when we understand that, um, when we understand truly that life is here to teach us, and as the great Maya Angelou said, you know, we don't know what we don't know until we've learned it and understanding that that is the truth for every single human walking this planet. So we have to stop thinking that something is wrong with us or we're not enough or we're not good enough or we're not smart enough and other people have it together, but we don't because they don't. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, no one has it all figured out and no one has it all together and no one's life is perfect and no one gets their life unscathed too. I think that's an important thing to think about. Even if you can think of someone in your mind that you think has had a perfect life, I guarantee you they haven't. And the thing that's interesting for me when it comes to self-forgiveness too is, you know, I could really go back and think about all of the things that I've done and that I've had remorse or shame or guilt about and if I didn't forgive myself for them or let myself off the hook or move through it it would cause me to cultivate a belief that I'm not worthy to live a good or happy or meaningful or successful or loving life now you know, I made these mistakes, so I, I don't get to have a good life or, you know, that I have to be in some sort of purgatory punishment for the rest of my life because of because that's the, the punishment for the crime, so to speak. Um, and I think it doesn't have to be large scale mistakes for us to equate mistakes to unworthiness, you know. Like we tally our lives and if it hits a certain mark, like, you know, well, I've done too much. I can't have what I want or I can't live the life I want to lead because I've already like marred my path, my life and my path. Um, and that's just not true. Again, there's work that you have to do to release it and to, to repair and to heal, but we're always on a journey towards bettering and moving forward and taking our past with us as a fortification and as an education for how we can live now. 
And it doesn't have anything to do with our worthiness in life. And, you know, I know we, we pick up and we take on the judgments and the, the beliefs of society around us, you know, about mistakes and things like that. And, and we tend to judge other people without being able to like, you know, as they say, walk in their shoes, but we're all worthy of the life that we desire to lead and to live and the mistakes that we've made in the past don't diminish that. Yeah. Here's an exercise um, that we <laughs> could try. It's just, a, it's just a really, it's a very short one, but actually take a moment and think of where in your life have you learned the most? What, what parts of your life have taught you the most? And for me, I've done this recently. I actually got a piece of paper out and it's mostly been through the mistakes. It's mostly been through the suffering. It's mostly been through the pain. It's mostly been through the things that didn't work out the way that I wanted them to because they showed me things that didn't work. So then I started to do things that did work. Um, so I, th- I believe strongly that we learn the most from the mistakes or from the, the actions that are the choices that we made that didn't result in the, um, in the results that we wanted. And so what I've been really thinking about lately is that oftentimes we don't fully realize what we're doing or where, or what, what actions we need to take or, or because we don't know. And so we're in chart, uncharted territory when we're trying to reach our goal or when we're trying to get to that happiness or that success that we're looking for. So I believe that oftentimes we don't fully realize what we're doing until we get stuck in the pain of it. It's sometimes the pain that reveals the awareness. It's the pain that reveals the aha moment. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't want to do that again. Mm-hmm. Now, what can I do next? And so I believe, how else do you move forward then from pain? Forgiveness. Well, it's like a bowling alley with those garter posts and you hit the guard and mm-hmm. then you bounce back. Yes. It, you know, yes. the pain like pushes you back into the center. Yeah, I think it's, um, or I know that offering ourselves grace, which is your most beautiful word that you use in your life and you have it tattooed on your arm. Sure do. Is the key, you know, to the idea of forgiving yourself for what you didn't know before you learned it. And I think, and I know this to be true so often in my life. And I heard this from a Zen master when I was on one of my retreats years ago. And the quote is this, true freedom is being without anxiety about imperfection. Hmm. You know, so take that in for a second. True freedom is being without anxiety about imperfection. And so it's really how you kind of started this whole episode, Michelle, a little bit about talking about thinking that we have to be perfect. And and truly, the lack of self-forgiveness is because we think we had to be perfect. And I, and I believe true that I, I believe also that I think that I have to be perfect because other people are, you know, it's that idea and it's not, I don't want to say it. I feel like it's a competition because it's not, I think what it, what I know it is for me, what I've discovered, especially recently, that it kind of drills down into that lack of worth, self-worth or lack of being good enough or lack of having enough. Oh, I don't have enough within me and other people are perfect. It's a, it's just a, a very bizarre way that the mind can create these false stories about ourselves. And if we get hooked into that loop, 
of that whole, I don't know, that whole monkey mind or that whole idea that we're not enough or we're not good enough and everyone else is or most other people that we know are, our friends are, it's truly um, sends us on a path that will will thwart the progress and the becoming of the human being that we're trying to do. So we have to really be mindful and be really aware of what we're saying to ourselves and try to stop it as best we can in the moment or whenever we start to become aware and start to say, wait a minute, what's underneath all of these, um, these, these lashings that I'm giving myself with these negative thoughts, what's underneath this? What, what is this? What's the pain all about? Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. People ask me all the time, you know, cause I've been, we've been doing this for so long. And one, one of the most common questions I get is, you know, how, how did I, how did I, how do I have all of these insights and where did, you know, all of this depth about life come from and, and where did I pick all of these, this up basically? And the truth of the matter is, is from mistakes and from difficulty and from life. You know, I think if life was perfect and we never had hardship and we never had difficulty and we never made mistakes, I don't think we would have the depth that we're looking for in life because I've learned so much from the difficulty and the mistakes and it, it has made me who I am today And I hold a lot of gratitude for it now. Obviously, you know, I'm down the road of forgiveness to where I can feel that without it being supercharged, which is a practice. But I'm grateful for the mistakes that I've made because it's provided me with so much information and provided me with so much insight and allowed me to connect with people in different ways because, again, we all make mistakes. So I think our shared um, imperfection and, and humanity provides connection. And it's allowed me to hold a, a depth that I think is meaningful because it's real. Um. And so I, I just think, you know, if we allow the pain points in our life to have purpose and to not try and erase them or diminish them or to make them not so, we can really find a lot of power and purpose in them. And, but that's on us. Like, I think the biggest thing too is, is taking responsibility for our lives and taking responsibility for our actions too, but taking responsibility of of taking your life, taking your life path, taking your story, taking the twists and turns and ups and downs and making it into what you want to make it. You know, nobody else can do that for you. I think that was the biggest thing that hit me when I was in a lot of, when I was in the thick of a lot of big mistakes in my life. When I was going through it, Nobody else could help me through it. Nobody else could fix it for me. Nobody else could change what I did. It was just me, my life and my mistakes. Like, and, and that's how we all are. We're obviously we're all in community in life together, but we're the only ones with ourselves and 
we have the power to decide and to choose how that's going to play into our lives. And that's the responsibility that I think we have to take by taking ownership of it and and naming it for what it is and how we want it to to show up for us as we move forward. Really, I mean, nobody else can do that for us. And of course, people will, again, have judgments and, and all of that. But if you hold the ownership and and have so much confidence in in yourself and your life, the rest of the stuff really doesn't even matter. And I think that's the responsibility piece that we can take by doing that, taking responsibility for the things that we've done. It's that responsibility piece too that that really lets us off the hook because I think so often too, we made the mistake, but we're, we didn't do the things that we we know deep down that are hard that we need to do to fix it. And so it's still an open wound, but so much of life is just taking responsibility. Taking your power back. Yeah. The, and I think you see you so many, live. you know, we talk, you hear so much about cancel culture and, um, you know, people that we see in the world that have big platforms that make mistakes, but they don't really take responsibility for their mistakes. And, you know, the apologies come come off like insincere or, you know, forced or whatever. And it's, we can feel when people don't take responsibility for the things that they've done and it, it feels ingenuine and it doesn't feel good. But to me, what feels good is when people can take ownership of themselves and, and know that we're imperfect and flawed, but can use it to move forward. I mean, and, and I know to me, we talk about values and things like that. I value that. Beautiful, Michelle. I would like to uh, share with everyone a little practice that I use for myself and how I work. I've been using this lately, as I said, going through a major life change right now. Let's hear it. And I would just like to, to give you all um, just a sense of what I do as a practice, especially if I'm in the throes of once I've come to a place of understanding that it's, it's lack of self-forgiveness that's keeping me stuck. So let me just walk you through this a little bit. If you're driving, you know, you can just listen to it and then maybe re- replay it again when you get home. Because it truly is, I believe it's an incredibly powerful practice and it has helped me tremendously. And so remembering that forgiveness can't be done on command. So don't think that you're going to sit down one time and you're going to listen to this episode or you're going to do these things and all of a sudden you're going to feel the relief of, of no guilt or shame or whatever it is. And, but just setting that intention to forgive is huge. And really get that deep within you. Like, this is a big deal if you sit down to try to do this. Um, and w- and wishing to offer, like, the, the point behind this is wishing to offer yourself forgiveness, love, acceptance, peace. Um, and I love, I love, I want to say to you, you, d- you don't have to do anything before you sit down to do this. It's not like you, oh, well, let me get myself ready first. Or let me get myself, let me get my life in alignment first. And then I'll sit down and do this practice. No, you don't have to do anything before you're ready. You're ready right now. And so I just sit down with myself and I, I, I just go through this, this little list of, of wishes. Um, I offer myself forgiveness. I say to myself, I offer myself forgiveness for any harm, and you can name the harm if you know what the harm is or if you know what the, the deal is that you can't forgive. But I'm going to be generic right now for, for the purposes of this. Um, I offer myself forgiveness for any harm I may have caused myself or others. Um, I offer myself forgiveness for any harm I may have caused myself or others. I forgive myself for the times I have betrayed myself or others. 
I forgive myself for the times I have abandoned myself or others. Now bringing your attention into your heart center, just send yourself love during this whole process. This is a healing process. Just sending yourself love, whatever that is for you. What does it feel like to send, heart, send love to your heart? For me, it shows up as I am enough. I am complete. I am loved. I am worthy. And just feeling that love in my heart for myself. And just in that moment, sometimes I felt a release of guilt or remorse or shame or regret. And almost always I feel the release of any negative feelings that I have toward myself. I have a sense of warmth within myself, understanding that I am a precious human being. You are a precious human being. I am doing the best that I can in every moment and it will never be perfect. But also realizing that all of this doesn't happen in the first moment that you sit down to do it. So it's not like this is the first of many releases, the way that I, I feel about it. It's the first, like that first release. I had a release just now, just, just mm-hmm. speaking that to all of you. So it's the first of many releases. And there's a lot of joy and there's a lot of comfort that comes from understanding, wow, I have goosebumps right now saying this. It does work. It does. And this is a practice. And the longer you've carried these feelings, so remember this, the longer you've carried the feelings or tried to bury them, or the longer you've carried the pain, um, it can take time to dissolve. It didn't get this way overnight, so it can't be released overnight. So I just want to say I love you. Love yourself completely. You are worthy. You are complete. You are enough. Allow yourself the time to resolve these feelings, release these feelings and understand deeply that you are loved and that you are a human being living as a human being with all the things that that means and that you are enough. Yeah. You know, as you were saying, going through that, it reminded me of another practice that we, we talk about a lot. We haven't talked about it lately. Um, but the Hawaiian prayer of Ho'oponopono, um, which I love, I loved for forgiveness, which is very similar, um, and we can go into it in our other episode. But it's the practice of just re- reciting these four prayers: "I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you," and you know that can be. We talk about affirmations and things like that that we can just recite, like just those four things for ourselves, you know, it's, it's powerful. It's the, the saying, sorry, the forgiveness, the gratitude and the love. It's like all encompassing for what, what we need for forgiveness. Michelle, I love that. Thank you for bringing that up. I think that would be perfect. Oh, there it is. The word perfect. (laughs) I think that would be so fantastic. We talked about our next episode being on perfection and coupling it with that Hawaiian prayer that is incredibly powerful is a beautiful idea. Great. So that I love it. We're all set for, we're all set for our next next episode, but yeah, we can go into it because it is really Mm -hmm. powerful. Um, and I love it. And I, when we were thinking about forgiveness, I I had remembered Mm -hmm. 
some some pieces that we did about this practice, and it, it is really powerful. So I think that's a great segue into next week. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank I'm, you for this conversation, Michelle. Thank you. I loved every minute of it. Thank you, precious Barb. <laughs> Maybe we can make a precious underscore Barb. <laughs> You're so cute. Um, but I will have, you know what? We will we will put a graphic up when we do the, the perfection Ho'oponopono prayer. I have a beautiful, beautiful graphic for that prayer that I've used in my life a lot. And so if you're on social media, you'll be able to see that graphic or on michellemaros.com. Yes, we will share it for sure. Very excited. Well, thank you. I think this was a really lovely conversation. And, you know, please let us know how this resonated for you. I know it's it's heavy. Um, I felt the heaviness of, of this conversation. But I do think it's a very worthwhile journey to set yourself free. So hopefully any of you that have been holding on to something that you are ready to let go of, you can start that today. Thank you. And thank you all for listening as always. Um, we, we love you all and we're so incredibly grateful for, for all of you. If you haven't yet and you'd like to stay connected with us and we hope that you do, please make sure that you are following us on social media at Peaceful Barb, at Michelle Maros, and at Barb Knows Best Pod. That's the best and easiest way to stay connected, to send in questions, comments, concerns, and podcast topics that you'd like to hear us chat about. Also, to stay in touch with new episodes of the podcast, make sure you're liked and subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify. Um, if you haven't yet, a review, a five-star review, and a nice um, comment on iTunes does a great deal of good for us. So we would love that immensely. Thank you so much in advance. And um, again, thank you for being a part of this this community. We're so grateful. Um, and we look forward to chatting with you next week because, as we know, Barb knows best. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.